the pat mayo experience today i want to let everyone know that if you out there smash the like button for this video leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and tell me your favorite topic for an upcoming cuss corner you will be in a draw for 20 dk dollars if you out there subscribe to the pat mayo experience audio podcast leave a five-star review DraftKings handle and something you enjoy about this show you'll be in the draw for 100 DraftKings dollars winners announced on an upcoming Pat Mayo experience. So pay attention to all of them out there because this is Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, he 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 That is uh, not what people were calling it. I heard it was what people were calling it it tc and tc corner and tc says and top cat says has taken over uh, it is a phenomenon that cannot be stopped it's like a wildfire okay we might even uh, break in we did this on a show uh, last week where we talked about the dear custies we got a lot of people if you uh email into dear custy at gmail.com and have an like an ask was a dear abby question but for tim i mean you want to get in on that jeff feinberg is here in studio too what's up top cat corner Top cat says, and listen, people, I will answer your questions honestly, and I will answer them directly. If you ask them, I'm not going to like joke around, like ask me your questions. I'll give you a serious answer. If you want the people's tribunes advice, I'm here to give it. You have no idea when you're getting made fun of though, either. I treat every uh, interaction I have with people as sincere, unless there's really good evidence to the contrary. I like to see the best in people. Okay, so we'll start off with one here. Are you ready for this, Tim? A Dear Custy. Sure, although I objected the name. Dear Custy, recently I was on a social media platform. I have a nice size following of friends and family, nothing too large. And sometimes I like to say things to make myself feel better. When recently one of my close friends caught me using a fake account before, because I forgot to switch to my main account, how will I ever overcome this embarrassing moment? You have to face the matter squarely. Admit what you did. Admit that you ran this account. Admit why you ran the account that you thought uh, that you you wanted to boost uh, you know what you were saying a little bit, but that it was dumb and that you aren't going to do that anymore. But you can't run away from it. You can't lie. You can't hide. Uh, the truth will always set you free. Just say, hey, I did it. It was dumb. It's not the first stupid thing I've done. It's not the last stupid thing I've done. And it'll go away. Now, are you saying this from experience as someone who adamantly denies running 40 burner accounts for yourself? I adamantly deny it because I don't run burner accounts. But we all know you do. Of course I don't. I don't have time to run burner accounts. I'm My Twitter account is a full-time job. <laughs> Tim, we all know you have burner accounts. We see them all the time. No, I don't you have do. burner accounts. I don't happen to have a loyal group of advocates and followers who support me in the things that I say, which annoys you because you can't get your brain around the fact that there are people who agree with me. Just like you said, there would never, ever, ever be live poker on TV when I said there would be. And I was right and you were wrong. Sometimes there are just things are going to happen that you think can't happen that I think will happen. And this is one of those instances. I like that he always points out that example. And he's right. He, I said that there would never be live poker because I couldn't understand who the hell would ever want to watch live poker if you couldn't see the whole cards. Like, who would pay attention to that? Remember, it was on, like, overnight one time. It was, like, nine straight hours. And it was just like, well, I think he has ace five. Wait. <laughs> and it, like, I do. Like, when you watch poker on TV, it's edited into, like, the best hands. When you're watching live poker, you, for, you get to remember how, like, boring poker is. Like, it's an actual oh, yeah. grind to sit there. Here's a walk. As someone that, you know, worked at a couple television networks in Canada, it's very humbling when just like poker, it doesn't matter what, how good or bad a show you do, poker just outdraws you. <laughs> and you know your job is effed because they could just put on a poker tape. Are we going to see a resurgence in like poker TV now that like all sports are canceled? They could run reruns because who like remembers people in, who on hand? 
I wonder if like people in our little niche community like you know you can make your own DraftKings tournament. Can you make your own like poker table? I don't think I wouldn't want to play these guys. They seem like they're real poker players, and I'm like such a muck mucker at the table. The key is to check with aces in the big blind. That's what I always do. That's thanks, my number thanks, one strategy. Just slow playing in the big blind. You're your slow play aces. your big hands. Slow, slow play big hands. Particularly in the big blind, but really anyway. Slow playing. The tin is like a horrendous at poker. No, I'm just a very thought, good trapper. Thoughts like this are, are why, by the way. I trap people and I get paid. Yeah, or you let people slow roll into the hand with their like eight well, seven and the flop <laughs> screws you and now you you feel like you got this sucker and you're done, bud. It's well, gambling. It's gambling. I agree. T- Tim is the type where like I mean, if it was one other person in the pot and you wanted to slow play it, yeah, your aces are pretty good. But Tim's the type of guy where he's like, Oh, I have aces. I have the best possible pre-hand flop pre pre-flop hand that there is. Before but I'll let I'll let seven people into the hand too. Yeah. But and then just automatically think that like oh i still have the best hand although i've hit nothing i i'm a pretty good reader of people's hands and like so if not that long ago we played a game and uh, i had pocket queens pre-flop and a friend of ours uh raised my i i raised the hand he re-raised me and i folded and i folded to aces and they ran it for fun and i would have made four queens that that sounds very much up your alley, but no, yeah, Tim. Out of everyone that we know, is by far the worst at poker. No, none That's of us are. N- none of us are good, but he's like outright bad. I'm bad. No, I'm actually quite good. You win a lot, do you? I win as much as anybody else, except for a couple of our friends who are who are really good. Do you though? Because I've heard you. Yeah, don't. I do. Last time we played, I cashed. So you didn't win. No, I finished second. But whatever. I sucked out a couple of times on the river, like you wouldn't <laughs> believe. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more your style right there. All right, so Tim, because this is a put me in the water. You got any That's top? What you need for that set. What, Billy the Loudmouse Bass? Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> you got any cuss corner topics for us? Yes, I have a few. Okay. First thing that's, I don't know when this hipster trend became a thing but I've been noticing it more recently and it's called hand salads. Have you heard of these things? This is like taking over everywhere. So it's like a deconstructed salad where you like you use your hands to grab the pieces of lettuce and then you like dip it in the salad dressing and then you like use your hands almost like a taco to add the salad fixings on top of it and then you eat it with your hands. Like what is going on? Why do we have to like reinvent the salad all the time? The salad should be just be a classic thing where it's just lettuce and one or two vegetables, and a light dressing, and maybe some cheese and a hard-boiled egg, and that's it. Why do we have to, like, everyone's going to have, oh, this, uh, this, uh, you know, this fusion food-style salad, or this person's got to have this thing that's, uh, you know, got salmon in it, or, you know, or it's got, like, the, these olives that I like. Or, like, why can't we just have normal salads anymore? I don't understand why salads become, like, this, this thing that people are, like, trying to express their creativity. It's salad. It, well, it sounds like you're just talking about tacos but instead of taco shells with lettuce wraps no but there's no meat of course why would there be meat right uh it's, no it's just, I, I mean have i've never heard of it like, i don't know i've never seen anyone eat this oh well i, I haven't seen anyone eat it myself but i've been noticing <laughs> but, it but it's, a, but it's a big trend noticing is it? it where online on the tw- on twitter and on reddit and people have talked about it like I've, I've seen it tim that's not real life well it's what i know it, who cares what people eat? It you annoys said, you, you said it annoys you that people put olives that they like in their salad. Yeah. Why, why does that annoy you? Them. If people like olives, which I don't, but if people do and they put it in their salad, way. why is that a fucking problem? He's, I don't he's know. annoyed, Pat. Are you? Oh, okay. You now, like, you're, just trying to, you're just trying to ham it up now. That's an empty can, too. There's nothing in that can. You are drinking from an empty can. I got a bit of backwash. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> Cuss, it sounds like you've waged war against like vegans now that you're keto or something like that. This is what's coming up as to me. But I eat a lot of salad. I love salad. That is salad your like your go to move on keto. I mean when uh, you when you said you said there was no there's like no meat, of course there would be no meat, as if anybody who doesn't eat meat is like Oh well I've had people below you. I've had people send me messages about how bad keto is and how bad eating meat is. Like, please, you're not going to dissuade me. 
I have no comment on on your thing because I don't even understand. Like, called a hand salad, and it's apparently a very popular thing. Do you think it was popularized by the movie Hostel when that guy ran the guy who was like paying to kill people? They ran into him. Eli Roth movie. It is an Eli Roth movie, that is correct. But the guy who was paying to kill my main man, Jay Hernandez, when they first encountered him on the train to Slovakia, that he was actually eating salad with his hand because he liked to feel the vegetables. My God, I haven't thought about Hostel in forever. Well, now you just have. Now you've reset the clock 15 years. Okay, second topic. I am so furious that it is where I am, 7 o'clock in the evening, it's still light out. This bothers me to no end. I hate daylight saving time. I like the going, jumping forward and jumping back. I think that's neat. That's quaint. That's sort of fun. It's a tradition. I support all the jumping forward and jumping back stuff. But what I hate is after we've jumped forward and it's light out now until God knows when. The sun is not in the direct middle of the sky at noon anymore, like it is on standard time. It's way off to the side, like it would be at one o'clock. It's way too late outside and uh, light outside in the in the in the evenings. All of a sudden, now those who are morning people and like to get up in the morning and do more before most people do by eight a.m. It's pitch black now until like nearly seven thirty, sometimes even later. And it's going to take a while to catch up. Why can't we just stay on standard time all the time if we're going to stay in one place? Why do I, I just? It annoys me to no end that it's so light outside. I guess there's a, I, I don't know, I, just, it, I hate it. I'm going to say this is going to be a very unpopular take. I think you should pull the people on this one because I feel, and Jeff, I don't know if you agree or don't agree, but I feel far less like depressed. I have more energy ever since the time went back forward and like I don't leave the office and it's pitch blackout. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of it, but there's an aspect of it that I really don't like. My daughter is a couple months from being four she's very aware of things now and she for like it's a fight to go to bed because it's not dark out and it's always like lily it's dark like we've been up a long time or see how dark it is and we'll stare outside and she likes to look at the moon and we'll just point like that's her sign that it's like okay i guess they're not lying to me and she doesn't understand the concept of like no it's the same time but the sky is not the same color. So that's like a thing, and I'm sure parents get it, but I, I am very pro uh, daylight savings. I don't know. Yeah, Paul, you're in on it being light out at 7 p.m., right? Yeah, I think the uh, like I don't really get to bed until pretty, especially there was a UFC card on Saturday, and then I was like fired up from that. So it's like it kind of did mess with my sleeping schedule. Like I was staying up way too late. I think I, I got things in order now, but like it took a week to kind of adjust. I already stayed up until like three o'clock in the morning. Now it's then it became like five a.m., which started to become a problem. But I think I'm up, back on track now. Tim, if you pulled this to the people, what sort of split do you think you would get? Well, what would the question be? Do you prefer? Would you prefer at seven p.m.? Would you prefer it be light out or dark out? I think that dark is going to win in terms of the way I think winning means getting well over double digits. So you think if it get, that gets 11% of the vote, you think the people agree with you? I do. So this is how you're basing. This is almost like you're, you're good at poker because you come in second place sometimes by getting lucky that you win and people agree with you if 11% of people agree with you. Yet 89% I'm gonna, do not. I'm going to put the poll up right now. Okay, and we'll monitor it by the end and see how that goes. What else do you got for us? Because that, that take is asinine. It's not asking. You can even change the poll lengths now? Interesting. What do you mean you can't change the poll lengths? You could always do that. I never knew how to do that. Oh, my God. Did you just never look at it before? I guess not. For someone who runs multiple Twitter accounts, you don't seem to be I only run social one, media. I only run one account. I, I've got another topic, but do you have anything else prepared as well? No, no. Keep going. Keep firing away here. Okay, well, it's another food center thing. I sort of touched on it earlier in another show, but I want to bring it full circle here because why has the chicken sandwich become like the thing that matters in fast food right now? Why is it like the benchmark that everything's being like? Remember a couple of months ago, the Popeye's chicken sandwich was like the most difficult to get thing in the world. And now everywhere you look, like chicken sandwiches are being sold now at McDonald's at breakfast time. Uh, they're the thing that's being advertised all over the place, you know, at, uh, at coffee shops, at every fast food place. Wendy's is like, 
hamburgers have taken a backseat to chicken burgers in the fast food game. I, I, I don't know how the switch happened. The beef became second fiddle to chicken. And I don't understand it because while chicken sandwiches are fine, hamburgers are much better than chicken sandwiches. Why do I have to rank? Why do I have to live in a world where chicken sandwiches have become the, the piece de resistance when everyone wants a hamburger, not a chicken burger? Why, then why don't you just order a, ch- order a hamburger? But every store I go into, the big signs are for the chicken burgers. I feel yeah, like I'm almost. Does say, that mean they don't have hamburgers anymore? But it's like they don't want me to buy them. That like no, they want. Me I will to- say that chicken is becoming popular, and a lot of the hamburger joints are versatile in that they're adding chicken to their menus. Yeah, see, but you don't see Popeyes or Chick Fil A adding hamburgers. They're not threatened by that. But your McDonald's and your Wendy's that you're referring to, I think, are sort of noticing that. These like other the, places yeah. are popular. And McDonald's, yeah. So they're just like, okay, we'll do chicken sandwiches too. Or all these other standard burger shops are adding chicken to their menu. That's uh, But not just adding it. They're like making it the central focus of their restaurant. Well, when they release a new product, it sort of has that feeling for a little bit. It's Yeah, it's, well, no, it's yeah. no different than when they bring the McRib back. All you see well, is the McRib side. The Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is not new. It's been around for a long time. And people, the Wendy's tries to put that front and center as their number one thing. Well, it's a classic. They've been doing the chicken sandwich a long time before some of these independent chicken shops. I don't know. And Burger King, the other day, I got so angry. Burger King had an ad on TV, and it was all advertising for their chicken sandwich. I was like, you're called Burger King, for heaven's sake. Why are you advertising? I hate the Burger King chicken sandwich. Burger King in general is, like, quite disgusting. But chicken sandwich is trash. Trash. Yeah, they're like oh, two so for bad. five. Like they're like chicken? on like they're, they're like uh, foot long shape to well, Yeah, not, not actually foot long. Yeah, that's a you're well, asking for real trouble. Well, let me throw out a theory here. Maybe we've reached the peak evolution of hamburgers. There's nothing you can do to hamburgers. They've figured out hamburgers. They haven't figured out chicken yet. So now but they the can t- release all these new different chicken products, knowing that they have hamburgers in their back pocket. And they're not make. They're not doing any better but, than the Big Mac. But I want to say want an anti anti Tim's point as someone that lives in a bus metropolis an elite city and on the world stage now are you the type of elitist that when you have your pie filling you put it in a bowl with cool whip on the top no. that's how you know you're elite <laughs> this might sound like ridiculous to say but i swear to god like three years ago there was like a full-on like burger war in this city i remember that like burger shops were like popping up everywhere like gourmet like high-end burgers were like sort of the thing and people are like, I don't need to spend like $19, $18 for like a burger and fries. Well, that's also, I think you'll find this in most major cities is that you'll have not necessarily your independent burger places, but your local chain burger places. Like around here, like Burger Priest has like. Burger Priest, Hero. Yeah, like there's a whole like, bunch of them yeah. and they're higher quality meat and they. Priest is fantastic. Yeah, like they you do- know how they change the game? They'll do things like Tim's like, how do you change the burger? Well, it's like they got like a secret menu. And so you say like all of the Vatican and that's a burger with grilled cheese bun. Oh, so that's how you can change the burger. So, so but it's intense, but, bro. But and that, I, I bring a fork and a knife to that. But I, I think I think the point to that is that a lot of people went away from hamburgers from McDonald's or Wendy's unless they were in a rush to go get something and migrated more towards these places. Yeah, so what exactly. can fast food places do? They can just revamp all their chicken products because they have all the hamburgers already. What what can we do to bring new people in? We know the Tims of the world are coming anyway. What can we do to get other people? I think that's what you're seeing, Tim. I don't want new things. I want the things that I like, and I want mad. those. Things. Sorry, and so I sorry. want the thing. I want the things that I like front and center and advertised because I should be the consumer that they want. I'm the loyal customer. They I'm have the you, but but they have you. If you had, but, if you didn't have blind brand loyalty to everything you liked thirty years ago, then maybe people would start trying to advertise towards you. If not, like you, you're the worst person to advertise to because you're never changing your fucking mind. No, but let me put this right in your face. Like some pie filling right in your face. I don't. I can't believe that's the thing that took off from that list. Anyway, <laughs> well, the fact that you so eat dog cream, food as well, cream corn dog food. You're this guy. You're you're on this rant that you don't like that these food chain restaurants are now adding or making chicken sandwiches a focal point of what they're doing. But you're the guy that trumps for Seven Eleven pizza. Why should Seven Eleven get in the pizza game? Shouldn't they what's Seven Eleven's stick- main thing? Like what? Seven Eleven's hamburger that doesn't, doesn't exist. Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven isn't a fucking restaurant. Tim. Slurpee and a chocolate bar and Doritos. That's their main yeah, thing. Cig- and cigarettes. Cigarettes and gas. 
Yeah, they're a variety store. So it's fine if they're adding and subtracting new things all the time. McDonald's is about serving hot and fresh pizza like on their hot dog wheel window. It's but it happens to be excellent. And again, it's a variety store. So you can buy a variety. They're taquitos. Our top grocery shelf. shop at 7-Eleven. He does grocery shop to. at 7-Eleven. I used to. Yeah. I but used but to. this is no different than you can just consistently advocating for the return of pizza at McDonald's, which was a brand new item. Why the fuck should McDonald's be doing pizza? It's fine if it does pizza. It's not fine if it makes it the focal point of its It would. If, if McDonald's brought back pizza, all you would see in McDonald's commercials is how pizza's back. That's all you would see. That would be the only advertising for it. Like, I want ads to make... Like, what, what are like, they supposed to say? What, okay, hold on. What is, what is the McDonald's ad supposed to be? Come to McDonald's. Enjoy our fries. I want you to pat me on the back for coming again and say, like, I like stores when I leave and the sign says, thank you for coming. See you again tomorrow. I like those signs. They make me feel warm inside. Like they appreciate my patronage. They liked me being here and they want me to come back. That's what I want. I want to be patted on the back, said, thank you for your, your brand loyalty. We, we like you. We know that you are the cash cow because you will never leave us. So we should be orienting towards you. That's why I was so angry with all those new DC flavors because they were alienating the true fans who don't want these new things and making us feel like our patronage just isn't good enough. You know, we, we need more than you, I guess, to get along. I don't like that. It makes me feel upset. I want to be given a hug, uh, you know, basically when I'm walking in and out. That's what I want. Well, guess what? I get a hug. And you know how I get it? Virtually. Because I make my mobile order while these clowns are in line. And I get my food. And I waited in line less than all of them. And then I get this email receipt that thanks me. So they are saying thank you. Not the same way. So you would rather just like, when you go to Walmart, you like hug the old lady at the door? No, but I like that she says, have a nice day. And I like saying, have a nice day back. I fucking hate Walmart readers. They freak me the fuck out. If I'm going into Walmart, I have a specific purpose to be there. I know what I want to get. I don't need you gumming, gumming up the works, getting in my way. Just let me walk in. Just let me walk in and I don't, don't talk know. to me. It's like a way to glad hand a senior with a job. I mean, you should see these sure. places in like Florida. No, you're like, you're like, right. Is there the the senior staff who welcomes and greets you and says goodbye to you are for eighty year old people and Tim apparently. That's my demographic. It's like a shot tracker volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. Why do you think if you like a brand so much, why do you think that they would feel the need to advertise at you when you have shown no? qualms about saying i'm never changing my brand yeah. well at huh. some point i would no you wouldn't at some point if it became too much okay so what if pepsi advertised pepsi but coke continues to only promote their new flavors not regular coke would you ever switch from coke to pepsi no but i could just give up coke now, could you give up coke i'm sure i could i think that coke heads have an easier time giving up <laughs> cocaine than you would coca-cola I, I I I could give it up. I don't want to. What would you give up? What could you think you could give up first, smoking or coke? Oh, smoking. I'm not that addicted. I could stop anytime I wanted to. Then you probably should. It's bad for you. Yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. I just don't see why you would think that places would advertise the normal stuff that you know they already have. It's not just about advertising. It's about reminding me that this is what we're about. And I know it just, it creates a, a shared experience for everybody. D- d- shouldn't the product be the thing that you come back, not the fucking advertising? This guy's oh, so it's all annoying. <laughs> this guy's like literally buying into the whole like McDonald's. Is it a Big Mac with bacon like campaign? Yeah. I bought into that. 100%. I got passionate about it. You're insane. <laughs> and it is a Big Mac with bacon. No, it's not. Yes, the, it the, is. A it's Big a, it's Mac a, is a certain set of ingredients. No. You add or subtract, you're not having a Big Mac anymore. You're so having if a I ask for no ketchup or something, it's not a Big Mac? The Big Mac didn't... First, there's no ketchup on a Big Mac. Secondly, there's, there's a song for the Big Mac, right? Where they talk about it, their ingredients. And so if you subtract one of those ingredients and add something else, what you have is not a Big Mac anymore. <laughs> it's it's, it's what, a Big Mac it's, with bacon! What's this song? Can you can you sing you know, it for these us? Two all beef patty special, uh, uh, special lettuce sauce. special uh, all on the sesame seed onions all on the sesame seed bun. You know the T- jingle. T- 
Tim remembers had- commercials from the 80s pretty pretty vividly. Oh, when you left I the remember- room, he suggested that we do a like watch old Columbos and talk <laughs> through them. <laughs> okay, Tim, can I give you my Columbo impression? Go ahead. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, one more thing. Glass eye Peter Falk. Watch out for him. Solving mysteries. I can't believe that you're like triggered that McDonald's sells more than one chicken sandwich. I'm not upset that they're selling more than one chicken sandwich. You, you say, you, we just spent like 15 minutes on this. You're triggered. You're not even upset. upset. You're triggered. I'm upset that they make me feel like my patronage isn't as appreciated because I'm not buying the new doodad in the window. I'm going to the, 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 to the old faithful. <sighs> I promise you the person working behind the counter does not give a fuck whether you order their new signature chicken advertisement or a Big Mac. Or, or if you die in front of them. They, they just will, don't give a if shit. If they're surly, they'll be just as surly. And if they want to thank you, they'll thank you. Like, it has nothing to do with what you're ordering and how you're being treated. I Yeah, sure. I mean, not the, like the actual person behind the desk, but like I'm talking about in the grander sense, like the Ronald McDonald. No, they see the numbers. Yeah. Trust me. They see the numbers. They see what people are ordering. Well, the thing is, I can hold grudges. And so eventually I will just have enough and I won't I won't I won't go to a competitor I don't like, but I could just stop going to somewhere that I do like because I feel like I have been I have been wronged in some way. Can I confess uh, like, something? Hold on. Is this I like think, is this like when you gave up Wendy's for a year because their Twitter account dunked on you? I dunked on them and that's not what it was <laughs> about. Didn't. It was about giving away you those didn't. nuggets to that guy when he didn't get to the level. And that really bothered me because he didn't deserve them. And yet I took the heat for it. Like, like King Lear, I'm a man more sinned against than sinning. I, I just can't catch a break on this sorts of stuff. Yeah, they got millions of dollars of free advertising because that guy's nugget thing went freaking viral. Who the hell would want Wendy's nuggets is a separate issue. And then they decided to glad hand the guy when he came up short. Who cares? They're not a, they're not a Twitter account of their word. Would you say, if you take the distinction between, and we can throw, I don't want to throw like Chick-fil-A because that's not everywhere, or In-N-Out, that's not everywhere, of like the ubiquitous fast food chains. Is there a bigger discrepancy between McDonald's nuggets and like Wendy's Burger King nuggets than like any other menu item? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Burger King nuggets are the worst. Wendy's nuggets I could eat. Sure, but like McDonald's nuggets are significantly yeah. better than the rest. It's kind of like McDonald's we fries. Have a, um, McDonald's fries, yeah. Gap, the rest. It doesn't really matter. Well, we have someone in the family who's up there in age and, you know, just struggling at the moment. And we're just trying to keep the weight on, triple thick milkshakes. Like forgetting, this is even like before Corona. That's a whole other separate yeah. concern now. And he literally ate a McDonald's nugget for maybe like the first time in maybe his life. I don't know, like would a 92-year-old like have had a McDonald's nugget before? He's 50, like, this 50. is really good. And I was like, damn right. Damn right. my grandfather You're first 20. discovered sweatpants. You say sweatpants? <laughs> he was 90 years old and had worn a pants and a belt his entire life, or pants and braces his entire life, because that's the way you, that you're supposed to dress, even at home. He was retired for years, sitting around the house, belt and pants or suspenders and pants every day. He goes to the hospital because he wasn't feeling well, and they give him a pair of sweatpants, and he called them jump pants. And from that point on, he never wanted to wear anything else ever again but these because these are the most comfortable things Just in the like world. Me. He didn't they didn't know they existed. And I was like, that's crazy. He lived his whole life with an uncomfortable belt uh, every day, all the time. And he could have been wearing sweatpants. And uh, so I, I understand Jeff's point. Where the gentleman had never had a, a McNugget before. It's like a, a revelation. Do you find it strange that your 90 year old grandfather was more malleable than you are when it comes to trying new things? I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I would say I come from a long line of principled people who do not change the things that they like, are very set in their ways, and are not uh, easily moved by modern trends. Before we leave fast food... Well, we can keep talking about fast I gotta food. I got to say... Listen, I bet you there's a lot of people going to be eating yeah. fast food here soon. A big dagger... Well, not dagger. I mean, it just costs you an extra couple bucks, but... The Raptors had this, we hit 12 threes, you get free medium French fries the next day, and they just drop all the threes all the time. 
So you're yeah, really missing. You're really missing the NBA because of that. Yeah, I'm gonna miss that. <laughs> miss that. <laughs> but they used to have the free pizza promotion too. Every time they got to 100 points. Yeah, it, it was, was like a free pizza. slice. I'd always give it that to a homeless guy. Pizza. But now you need it. Now you needed the ticket stuff. Those in the days of the ticket stuff. Yeah, it's just all on the app. On the app. I mean, pizza pizza is pretty trash. But a free slice Popeyes, of pizza. Is Popeyes fine. has three free tender meal on Leaf home game days. Now how? I haven't spent no a whole more, lot of time no at Popeyes or KFC over the past, I don't know, 10 years. How are like their nuggets? Do they have nuggets? Or you say tenders. Popcorn chicken. Popcorn, popcorn chicken. Popcorn chicken's great. There's Good, a, yeah. you ever go to PJ McCluck's? Their popcorn chicken is top notch. There's like no, four. It's not a Jane's KFC. chicken fingers though, which is oh, like they're, regional it, in the they're way better than KFC. There's like four. No. There's only four locations in the city. I mean, it's pretty, you have pretty strong takes for things you've never had. Yeah, I can't be better than KFC. Do they use a, a particular mix of 11 herbs and spices? I don't think so. I mean, maybe they, what, I, what if I told you they use 17? Marantz I don't care. It's not the right the cost thing. of a bucket, a KFC bucket the other day versus like oil. Was it as sad as the time? Is Marenzi bitching about the price of a bucket of KFC worse than the time <laughs> that Cam was bitching about the time that like they wouldn't deliver KFC to him at before like 3 p.m.? It was Cam and Marenzi, right? They wanted a bucket of chicken at lunchtime. They didn't deliver till four o'clock. It was like a meltdown. Imagine being at work until noon, ordering a bucket of KFC for lunch, and then trying to work the rest of the day. Like yeah, when Cam used to eat that Manchu walk in the yeah. afternoon, right? <laughs> I say you said we used to like no a rule on no Manchu walk before the show. Then like literally five <laughs> minutes before the show, be like, Pozzola, I'm really gonna need you on the mic today. Like he'd just be done. Manchu walk, just like Panda Express, and like two missiles of Pepsi. <laughs> Those are the what the one liters. You'd be like asleep at this desk, like five minutes before the show. You may two as well missiles. give him a freaking rim rocker. <laughs> two missiles. So, Tim, I have a question for you. Okay, it's about science fiction. Okay. Now, normally. Not all, but normally when you encounter science fiction and we're in the future and we look at human society, human society generally lives in a utopia. Would you agree or disagree? I would say more often than not, it lives in a dystopia. Really? See, I would find in science fiction, at least space travel science fiction. I'll, I'll keep it to like space. I, I'm, thinking, I, I'm thinking like 1984, Brave New World, Gattaca, stuff like that. Sure. Okay. I, I was thinking more of like ex- exploration space type things. Okay. And obviously Star Wars doesn't count because it was set in, you know, in the distant, distant past. Yeah, so, it was a long time ago. So let, let's just say something like Star Trek, for example. You go into the future. Everything is a utopian society. People have like, figured out their problems. Uh, in that utopia, they figured out like poverty. There's replicators. Uh, it's not a commodity or it's not a – there's like no real economics uh, inside of what they do. Do you think it's more likely that something like that happens in the future or we see the recent trend of what we've seen in the world and that like crazy people just end up being the leaders and then it's like it's more of a dystopia like in the other places that you've you've referenced like that Mike, like that Mike judge movie is that called again uh, judge dread no uh the heck is that movie where they're in the future and everybody's stupid uh oh uh idiocracy idiocracy yeah yeah, yeah. like would you say that welcome to Costco I love you <laughs> <laughs> like 150 years from now, is the is the world more like that or is it more, more like Star Trek, do you think? I think it's not like Star Trek. I, I, I don't think that we're going to have a Blade Runner type of world in, ahead of us. But what about Space Force? <laughs> it's not going to do anything. I, I think 100 years from now, life will actually look a lot more like it does just like now. I actually think, well, there'd be some, of course, important changes. I think the difference between life in 1900 and now is will be significant. Like the gap between the way we lived in 1920 and 2020 is much larger than the gap between 2020 and 2120. I think the major technological changes have happened. Uh, there'll be improvements. There'll be some changes on the margins. But I, I think we have made the biggest leap in human history in the last hundred years. And I just don't think it's possible to make a leap that big again. I don't know. It just, the future technology, let's say of what hasn't been discovered or even thought about yet, that could become a reality could completely change everything. Like it's not even the gap between 1920 and 2020. Think of the gap between 1990 and 2020 in terms of society and technology. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there's some differences, but if you transplanted a, someone from 1990 into 2020, they, they'd navigate around the world. They'd figure it out. It would take a day or two or three, but they'd figure out the world around them. You it don't, you be- can't figure out how to use your phone and buy things on your phone. And that's what the majority of people do. How do you think a 1990 I, I person's going to do it? It would feel probably like the PGA Tour reps teaching someone how to do shot tractor. Well, I don't think it's any different. You see these people get out of prison after being in prison for like 20 years, and they just like don't know what the fuck is going on when they're walking down like the street. Like, oh yeah, it'd basically be like the Brooks situation, but now like people are just walking down the street looking at their phone. They're like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I mean, I'm say- not saying life isn't different, but I would say the gap between 19. 19- 30 and 1950 was much larger than the gap between 1990 and 2020. I don't, I don't know. know. I think we're, we're shrinking the intervals. You know, remember that Mad Men episode where, you know, <laughs> Mrs. Blanket dies and uh, uh, Cooper's giving his, her eulogy. It's like she was an astronaut. Like she was born in a barn and now she, she, is, uh, she died on the 100th floor of a skyscraper. Like that and man had walked on the moon. That gap is significantly larger than anything we've seen in the last 30 years. See, I don't think so. I think that it just that over that period of time going from farms to skyscrapers or landing a man on the moon is a gigantic gap. I'm not going to say that it's not. But just the way that our and but we already have that in our lives. So that's a that's a floor for like what we remember. So when I was 5 or when I was 10, the technology that we had then versus the technology that we have now and how that runs our life is so much different. Sure. No one's disputing that it's so much different, but I'm saying the it's about the quantum or the delta difference between 10 years ago or 20 years ago and now is just not as great. It's like, it's not as great as it was the 25 or 30 years before. And I feel like that gap is shrinking a little bit all the time. Like, nothing's staying uh, consistent, but just, I think a hundred, I would be much easier for us to jump into the future a hundred years and figure out how to live than somebody who lived a hundred years ago to jump into the world we're in now. A hundred years ago, maybe, but I, I just think like the internet and the connectivity, like the global connectivity that you can have right now is probably the biggest advancement that we've seen. Like that would just be so, you wouldn't be able to conceive that until it happened. And I think that is the craziest thing. Sure. But that's not the most impressive thing we've done in the last 200 years. What is? Probably putting a human being on the moon to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. But people don't even believe that's real. Well, because that that goes to show how incredible it was that people just refused to believe it was even possible because that's how impressive it was. Well, I heard that jet fuel doesn't melt moon craters, Tim. <laughs> Good God. I watched a video on it, okay? Do you think that Jeopardy is going to take over as the new sport in these in these days? With sports currently being canceled, maybe people are listening to a back catalog of Cuss Corner and the Pat Mayo experience, but this is currently at the very initial stages of the coronavirus as we film this, and all sports are basically off the table right now. Um, They're going to do Jeopardy without an audience. I believe they're going to do Wheel of Fortune without an audience, too. I could see it. Like, there's going to be weird things. Like, you had mentioned before, Jeff, that during the hockey lockout in Canada, poker got exceptionally popular because it was on TV all the time. Jeopardy, because new episodes are only produced X amount of days and only once a week that you'll be able to see them, I don't know if there's going to be enough saturation for it in order for it to take over. I think it will go up in popularity. But I was reading a thing. Remember, what was that, like, online Jeopardy that you could play on your phone everyone was super into for, like, two days? HQ? That's, like, out of business now. Like, it completely folded. If, but, some, I mean, if, some, if, some, if something like that came around like tomorrow as we speak, be good. big business yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, like I saw someone on Facebook mention on Facebook that Jeopardy could replace sports. I thought about it. I was like, remember back in January when we had sports and the, those three super champions went on ABC and did that tournament for Jeopardy. And that did massive ratings, like through the roof ratings. It did. Why okay, it did? Like, oh, it did. Okay. Massive ratings, ratings for Jeopardy. Yeah. Or massive ratings or for game, like yes. TV. No, massive ratings yeah. for Jeopardy. Right. For a game show, and actually just for network television, which is going to need to fill time. CBS, NBC, it got to fill time. Yeah, but the uh, only reason that that was able to come about is because one guy went on a run that has never been done before in Jeopardy, won all won the, basically the most money ever, and then you were able to bring back the two other guys who went on these runs ten years apart and put them all on the same show. You can't do that every week. 
no, you can't do that every week, but you can be creative and figure out new ways to, you know, once a, once a month. I, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think what I've, what have I got to cling to for television that gives me some sort of like comfort? Like Jeopardy is what I got. Well, Jeopardy, I, Jeopardy, I would agree with. I think that the ratings for Jeopardy will go up. People might get a little bit more into it, but I think that you're along the right lines. If I think the game shows or potentially just reality TV ends up seeing an uptick again, because if people are trapped at home, what's new, this is on and you're not going to see, unless a lot of people have shows in the bank for Netflix or Amazon. I'm sure they have a few, but New production on things is coming to a complete stall. One, there's going to be a writer's strike. And two, I don't think that people are congregating on sets with the coronavirus. No, yeah, they've right. all no. been halted. So there's going to, but there's a lot of movies that were supposed to release that they're holding now. Yeah, like Bond. Bond was supposed Bond, to come out in April. But because, Mulan, well, you don't uh, want to release a, like, I, I don't know if by yeah, the time you put this 100 comes million, out, 200 million into a picture and advertising, you don't want to release it where no one's going out. Yeah, or they, like or, million dollars. or theaters say, like, yeah, we're shutting down for a bit. Yeah, exactly. So streaming in general, finding stuff either on your phone, on your TV, on your computer, that's going to be the essential content. So how good would a profit be if, like, let's say, I mean, let's say Bond was due to release, like, sooner. Like, it wasn't in April. It was due to release, like, in two weeks. And they were, like, sort of like that movie that got hacked by the Koreans. It was a Seth Rogen thing. Like, screw it. Oh, yeah. You can buy it online, like. Have fun. Enjoy it at home. What sort of business would that do? Would that like really hurt the business or would it make it better? I don't know. I would buy it if something I would great buy first run that I wanted came out. I would spend eight bucks. That's the problem is, is that maybe it's not the same thing for Bond, but Bond is still owned by the Brockways or like the ancestors of the Brockways. Yeah, they don't have sort of the plat. They're not owned by a platform. They're basically like, owned by Tim. They're yeah. old like fuddy duddies who... Even They're like the Raiders. They're owned by yeah. a guy who doesn't really like hat. We didn't own Home Depot in his previous no. life. Like his job is, is yeah. The Brockways are we own James Bond. Yeah, that's that what is we own. our job. Yeah. So I think that when you look at it, like, and I'll throw this to Tim because he has an old man's perspective on this kind of thing. Do you feel like even though if someone told you, hey Tim, you would make more money right now if you release this movie and it was video on demand and you could get it through your television and you could charge people. 20 bucks to buy it right now and they can watch it from their house. If it was your film and you were the producer of this movie, would you feel like that would be lesser than doing that to your movie? Would you cheapen your movie because it didn't open in theaters first? Depends on the type of movie. I'm talking about this James Bond movie. No chance would I do that. This is James Bond. He belongs on the the big screen. Uh, We don't go to Netflix first. This is James Bond. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Coke Extra does bad for Coke's brand. So obviously putting something like this on a digital platform before a theatrical release where no, someone would sit, where there's no velvet rope. Ro- I don't know, rope. <laughs> Curtain. Curtain. It's Listen, not the same Bond, experience. Bond is the movies. They're inextricably linked. You couldn't possibly circumvent the silver screen just to... To put it's it all be on. incredibly cheesy, like a brand new, like Tom Cruise Mission Impossible. That would be okay. Yeah, although I really love the Mission Impossible movies. So do I. Uh, yeah, it would be fine. Uh, they're better seen on the big screen, but yes, that that if would. Disney I, had a Star Wars that they were just putting on the platform. They're probably going to do that at some point. Maybe they, yeah. Star Wars less. I would if it, Star Wars has already been cheapened. Probably, well, well, here's in the a thing. way that Bond well, has. Here, here's the problem with the three movies that we've just talked about, whether it be Bond, Mission Impossible, or Star Wars movies. These movies are literally made for you to see in theaters mm-hmm. because of the visuals and the sound that you just don't have at home. So some the some so and what if it was just there was a new Anchorman three is coming out. Sure, good example. Directed by Michael Bay. Directed by Michael Bay. There we go. But. If it was a comedy that everyone, and there are very few comedies like this anymore. We've kind of passed that uh, in terms of like the real big comedy boom. It will come back around again. Let's say there was a movie that everyone was super psyched up for. It was a comedy. It was something that you would even think about going to go see in the screen. Or even Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when that came out. Like everyone was like pretty gung-ho to go see that in the first two weeks that it came out in theaters. You could watch that on your TV at home. And it would be basically the same experience. I actually finally watched it for two ninety nine on the... Sure, for sale but it, if it had come out at the same time that it was supposed to be in... that I had recommended. 
if it is if it came out instead of going into theaters, but it had come out at the same time last year, but it was available video on demand and it wasn't two ninety nine, it was twenty ninety nine, you probably would have bought it then, wouldn't you? Like that's the type of movie that you could watch at home that you do lose a little bit by not watching it on a big screen, but it's fine to watch at your home theater system. Everyone has like everyone has pretty good TVs and pretty good surround systems now. Not everyone, obviously, but like they're not fifty and this is a big advancement too when we talk about that technology thing. If you had a gigantic huge TV and surround sound fifteen years ago, you were rich. The only way you right. shut off your fucking messenger. Can you do that for me? Thanks. But like you had to pay so much money to have that big TV and to have that surround sound in order to come for someone to like cut out the top of the wires in your wall and run it through so you could have the sound all over the place. And you just buy fucking Sonos and put it around you. It all links up to your TV. Big TVs aren't expensive anymore. That stuff's not expensive. Like, it's not free, but it's also not $20,000 either. It's like 800 to get like to get like you could probably do it for 400. But to get it was like eight hundred. Now you're getting like really quality stuff. You want to spend like a thousand dollars on everything. You got legit stuff. So you're not priced at. No one's really priced out of the market of the experience that everyone can kind of have anymore. I agree. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? I guess I want. All to right. Take a bit. Does Jeff have Corona? <laughs> I want to take a big lap. Jeff, Jeff's having a coughing fit here. He's choking on Pepsi, Tim. Wild cherry Pepsi. You going to be okay? Better not go to Do we all have to just quarantine ourselves here and just run live programming? You don't want to do that at Hamilton. Yeah, you're not, yeah, no Hamilton. Well, it's funny. I mean, Paul and I had that experience last night. So we were outside smoking. And, you know, we were just kind of chatting and this woman came up with her husband and she was like taking a picture of the CN Tower just a little bit away from us. And like she just literally went into a coughing fit. And Paul and I both looked at each other just like, uh, not great. But then, Paul, you had an experience today. I mean, I was smoking something. It's legal here. And uh, <laughs> so I was like in like the corner uh, in this like little secluded. Like, it's super windy here, which is great COVID weather. Um, was it a blunt? Um, no, it was, it was out of a pipe. So I smoked that. So then I coughed a couple times from that. And this one girl who was walking by just like looked mortified, but like I had been mortified by that woman earlier. So I, 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 I get it. I, I totally was get it. Someone sat next to me on like public transit and I was kind of like, get out of my space too. So like, I'm getting kind of, I'm usually not a germaphobe whatsoever, but. I got I got the uh, the issues that could happen here. I was in line somewhere, and a guy like two people in line behind me started coughing. Goes, "Don't worry, not Corona." Yeah, you know what? I was actually sitting right across from someone three feet away, and they had a coughing fit no less than forty five seconds ago. That I think I'm weird. gonna be okay. I trust you, Jeff. More coughing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I, I, I get it. I saw you drink it and like start to choke on it. Look, Jeff is practicing very good hygiene by coughing into his sh- into his elbow. He, he's providing a very good demonstration. Hey, you're like a PSA now, Jeff. Well, Tim, you're one who's subjected to coughing fits like all the time. What happens yeah, well, with that? I don't, cough. I don't cough that often. Tim, you, you laugh your ass off like a goofball, then you start coughing because you're the, the amount of cigarettes that you smoke. Oh, people cough. It's just a cough. All right. So what did, what was it that you wanted to talk about? I was told for quite a while. How, when I predicted the end and doom of the cord cutters and that they would be wrong and that cord cutting would be a fad and that we'd come back to the, a world of non-cord cutting because it would come on, it would be, the, the uh, affordability factor would very quickly be squeezed out. Uh, I just wanted to make the, the victory lap that I was right, but that cord cutting, it was a fad and it's going away. It's not going away, though. It's not going away. More people are still doing it now than ever. No, they're not. Because it's too expensive. It's not too expensive. Do you know what people don't do? You're not right. People just don't have it. It's cyclical sometimes, and this is an instance where it was. But but the evidence points the exact opposite way. He's just referring to people who complain that they can't have everything because it's... yeah. You, they they don't go back and buy cable. They just live without everything. They're just like, all right, I'm not going to have Prime or, or this or Hulu, but I'm going to keep Netflix and I'm going to keep 
yeah. my Spotify, and I'm going to keep my sports package. Yep. Done. They're not buying cable. They're not going back to cable. If anything, they are just making more. The streaming service has so much killed cable that there's so many options there, and now they have to make a, a cost-benefit analysis of which one of the streaming services are worth the most to them. Put it this way. The reason that you know that people aren't going back to cable because every single fucking cable provider created their own digital platform for you to buy. Of course they did to squeeze out the digital performers so that they corner the market and bring people back to cable. But people aren't going back to cable. The numbers continue to decrease and decrease and decrease. The only way that they can keep people. That's true. When you say it's not true, do you want to go fucking look it up and look at the numbers? Because if you do, you're going to find out that you're fucking wrong. I think there's an uptake. No one who gave up cable realistically is getting cable back. There's very few people. It would be an outlier. It means that someone started making a whole lot of money again. You can just would, waste the money. I would say the, maybe the most important show on TV right now, though, is like news, the news. And you sort of would get that with daily cable. Like Not really. You can go on CNN.com and stream CNN. I'm sure you can go on Fox News and stream Fox News. Their YouTube channels basically broadcast it live. I know. I know. So why would you ever need to go do that? It's just Tim doesn't realize that you can do this. So Dan he thinks, Patrick moved his show to YouTube. Did he? Yeah. yeah you're, you're going to see a lot of stuff move to YouTube right now because when I talk to TV producers a lot, uh, and this really came up during the golf thing when I talked about, hey, just strap an iPhone to fucking everyone and stream the shit live. Like, I don't care. I just want to see what's going on. They were like, networks won't allow that quality to be associated with their name. However, if you move, like if people are like, I know a lot of these like live shows that sports networks are doing. I can see even the news doing it as well. They basically sent everyone home. Like they're not doing live productions out of their studio because they are quarantining people. They don't want anyone congregating in the same place. But they think that if they move it like off Fox and move it to Fox's YouTube channel, they can get away with a lot lesser production. And I think that's why that they're doing it, that they wouldn't want it associated with their TV brand. But if it's on the Internet, then it can look as shitty as they want. I think that's why you're going to see a mass going to that. But no, if Tim is right in the sense that if you were to get all of the over-the-top platform streaming services, all the cord-cutting stuff, that it would cost as much as cable. More. More, potentially. But people just start going without. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the, there is something about having cable that people are going to eventually realize it's actually more convenient for me to have it all centralized in one place on my remote rather than having seven, eight, nine, ten streaming. When's the last time you bought a TV? Because I bought some newer TVs and they all come, like, they're almost asking me to put the apps on the TV. Yeah, like, yeah, I turn my TV on, it's asking me for all the apps that I have the streaming services like it's TV. So what Tim is talking about is that on, Tim, I'm guessing on your cable, you can go to a channel that's just Netflix and you put in your password and you can watch Netflix through your TV, right? Yeah, I can watch Netflix on, on cable, exactly. Yeah, but you don't need cable to do that. Like if you like, no, you I have to watch it on my computer. I know you know, but you have a brand new TV that's like Roku capable. I'm sure on that that there is a Netflix app that you don't need cable to access. You can just go to the Netflix app, punch in your password, and watch it on your TV. I, I wouldn't know how to do that, but I do know how to use the cable to do that. Yeah, but not everyone is 900 fucking years old. No, and especially I, the people that cut the cords. They know how to do this shit. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Sometimes they're just, they're just trying, trying to make a quick buck. Oh, I'll be super industrious or I'm going to just follow the crowd because all the other millennials I know don't have cable. They So I, I won't have it either. Ha, ha, ha. All I need is the internet so I can look at the BuzzFeed. Well, you know what? You actually need cable to like just go to sleep. Like I find it very soothing just to put on the news to go to sleep, for example, and just set the sleep timer. Yeah, again, not everyone is 80. Yeah, not everyone wants to go to sleep to Don Lemon. Tim is not watching Don Lemon. Tim is watching his main man, Tucker Carlson. I watch all kinds of uh, news. It, it depends on the evening. But no, people don't live like that. More, I would say that more people 40 and under fall asleep listening to podcasts than watching TV. I do that. I've done that. I do that sometimes too, for sure. I find that very soothing as well. So I think that's the route that a lot of people are going to go. And like, no, very few people I've ever met, if any, have given up cable to go to the streaming services and gone back to cable. No, I've met one. Because you can get every, you can just continue. And they might be paying more for the streaming services now than they would actually be for cable. But this is just the route that they've gone. And mm -hmm. I mean, real industrious people. 
if they're actually going to go cord cutting. Like when I say like when I go cord cutting, like I have cable. I like cable. Cable's great. I, I do find it convenient. I'm not saying that it's not convenient, but for people that do cut the cord and they do see their expenses getting out of control. I mean, if it's live sports that you want to watch, you might find a way to watch live sports where it doesn't cost anything. Like people, yeah. people aren't Tim. People are very willing to do that. Yeah. If you have to pirate a movie, people will pirate movies. That happens. Shockingly enough. Did you know that Tim? It's illegal. In fact, there's a whole story here where a movie company is suing everyone who has a particular cable provider for illegally downloading that movie. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that works out for them. And, uh, it's against the law. You shouldn't do it. Yeah. And I would say that if you pulled your 10 closest friends, nine of them pirate movies, I would never dream of doing that. Yeah. You're the one. No, I'm not. The, a lot of people are straight edged like me and don't, uh, don't do that sort of stuff. And a lot of people like me, you'll pry that cable from our cold dead hands. We're not giving it up. Jeff, have you I ever, know. I, I don't I like. want you to incriminate yourself, but blink once. If you've ever pirated a movie, I have. Yeah, like it. No, I would, I would never dream of it. I mean, Tim, I gave you an entire hard drive full of pirated stuff. I didn't download it. <laughs> You'll happily consume it? Well, you said here I've got these movies. I didn't ask you. Hey, I, don't, I don't know how you got them. I don't know how the where, internet. Where do you think I got them from? This, was, this, this was like 10 years ago. <laughs> I actually thought you just download, like you got the DVD and put it into your computer and like transferred it to a digital version. Like people do with the CDs onto the iTunes. But you know what? But I mean, very few people actually take their CDs and convert them over to iTunes. They just give up the CD and download the album on Spotify for ten ninety nine a month. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Open up fucking Spotify and download the songs. I get confused, and then I just click X and go to YouTube because I know how to navigate that. Wow, is a search bar too much? I mean, it's the same search bar. I just—it's not an interface I'm used to. It's like. When I have to use Bing, I immediately use Bing to get to Google. Not that Bing's probably better than Google, but I just don't have comfort using it. So I in, need to go in, to Google. In what but world is Bing better than Google? Well, I'm sure there's lots of ways that it's more intuitive or it does better searches. I'm sure there are things that make it better, but I'll never know because all I know is the Google. I know how to get around it. It's like, you remember back in the day when they used to change the cable numbers on us? That used to drive me and my grandmother just wild when that used to happen. Uh, they send you out like a sticker to put on the back of the yeah. remote? So you just, yeah, yeah. But, they, but sometimes it would happen. You didn't know it was going to happen. And next thing you know, Fox was always channel 44. Now it's channel 36. And for months, you're looking for the wrong channel. Like people are used to navigating technology in a part, very particular way. Even if it's not the most efficient way, it's what works for them. It's what they know. It's the truth they understand when it comes to plugging numbers in and getting around things. And so I can't, I just, I can't abide like being told, okay, well, this is the way you've always listened to something. You're always watched something. Now you have to do this other thing to watch the thing you want to watch. Just like, oh, you can watch the Blue Jays game, but you have to watch it on YouTube or on this. That, the other. No, I just want to be able to turn it on TV and watch it like a normal person. That's all I want to do. You know what? For like years, they had to like warn people that analog is dying. Your analog will like stop working. They were just talking to like Tim and eight other people. <laughs> Two can't figure out how to use the Spotify's yeah. to download a song. I'm with him. I do recall them changing the cable numbers. And it's always like, annoying. Like, oh my God. But then you'd go to that one channel that had all the channels on it. Be like, hey, where is it? And then like after... Yeah. A day, yeah. you'd fucking figure it out. You know where the Simpsons no, was. Mo it, it out. Most people were adaptive enough, Tim, to figure it out pretty quickly. It was Channel 8, and I used to have to sit there with a piece of loose leaf and write out every single channel as it went through, as it rolled through. And if you missed one, you had to wait until it rolled back around again so you could write in the number. It was a hardship. Yeah, I mean, it was like suffering through the plague, Tim. Well, no, I mean, it, you know what I mean. It's like I was used to it. Honestly, and I like between that and the cherry sandwiches, oh. cherry cheese sandwiches. Those are great. Those that, are very popular. That's from another, like another show that we just did, by the way. That's not on this show. Tim, can you please describe what that meal was again? A very common sandwich. Maybe it's more of an East Coast thing. So maybe that. It's a nothing a very, thing. It's a crazy person thing. No, it, it, look, you go on to the Google right now and I type in cherry cheese sandwich. Look at that. Boom. First thing that comes up, recipes all over the place. <laughs> you wouldn't believe. 
Now, what you're saying is what, what you Googled was the thing that came up? Really? Yeah, it exists. It's not like when I was looking for the sandwich spread stuff and I couldn't quite find what I was looking for. It, boom. This looks so gross. I have, a little, I have a little thing that could happen here. Tim, can you do me two favors? Open up two windows. First window, type in Tim Anderson. Type in into the second window, type Tim Andercust. Why? Well, I just want to see what comes up. I just want to see what comes up. What does the uh, – under that uh, well, pretense now – Whatever, if Tim Anderson brings up you, then then it that's, it that's your actual the, name. Well, but it doesn't. It brings up the shortstop mm. for the Chicago but what, White Sox. But, what happens but if, if you, you type in Tim, Tim Andercast, what does that say? Does, it says does not exist. Does that, it? That's false. So you're Google just... search, it says zero results. Uh, are you lying to the people? No. Do you know if you put, I mean, you know this, but I don't, people, the average person doesn't know. If you put quotation marks around words when you Google something, you get that exact word searched for. I know you know. Uh, I'm sure you might have even been the one who taught me, but I bet you people around don't know this. Tim, people know this. It's, it's been a function of Google for over 15 years. Maybe. Jeff, I mean, Jeff did, you know, did you know that? Yes. They don't advertise it, so. Uh, if you type in Tim Andercast, please, Jeff, tell me what comes up first. His Twitter account. <laughs> Not my account. No, your account comes up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> here, are your like can, here are your canned food rankings. By oh, the we, way, I'm no. winning that poll. How many percent? 17%. You do currently have 17%. So, and that's a big win. The people are with me. The people aren't with you. What are you talking about? I, that's an 18. That's a big time. Anytime I get into double digits, it's a clear win. And to get into 18, like that's, that's a landslide pretty much. So it currently has 23 hours left on the poll. What would you like to say your percentage ends up at here? 12. Oh, so you think that people are going to turn against you now? Like the, the, I just the, think you think that the I, later voters are coming in being like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I think once you retweet it and your people go in to see, oh, look, there's something he tweeted. Let's let's drive it down. And, uh, so when you say my people, how many people do you think that follow that follow you that don't follow me? I, I don't know, but there's lots of people who follow you who don't follow me. And, sure. Uh, and, and I would say that they're probably more objective about this. I'm not adding any commentary to it. I'm just retweeting it. They're just seeing it and being like, oh, what is this? They're used to you retweeting things of mine in a mocking fashion. I like most things that I retweet that deserve to be mocked. This is one of them. No. All right. That will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. Got any more coughs left in you, Jeff? No. You're good now? I'm good. If this, could a, this could be a... This, this could be the end of us. <laughs> but also, no. we, could be, we might have to start doing these shows more often. We've got to fill content. I do. I, I already described to people uh, some of my different initiatives, but there's going to be tons of sports content to talk about. It's not like we can't sit here and fucking bicker about the NF theoretical NFL six months from now. I mean, it's what we do. Yeah, there's, the this anyway. there's this competition where if you pick the Jets' schedule exactly right, you can win a prize. Is the so prize that now, is the prize that you're released from ever rooting for the New York Jets? I, I am currently working on constructing the perfect 16 game schedule based on our opponents. I, I'm working on this. I only have this selfish thought in that I better not be the Monday night doubleheader because I don't know when I'm going to get to see sports again. And I hate that game to begin with. So what would you rather? Would you rather play in the second half of the Monday night doubleheader or no football? Monday night doubleheader. There we go. What if it's pushed two weeks? But you get to play a Sunday game. Monday night doubleheader. Whatever would happen first. You're down to 16% in the last minute. Yeah, see, I told you. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy person take. This is why. Anyway, I'd like to thank Jeff for being here. You can follow him on Twitter at GFeinberg17. Maybe we'll start re-watching some golf movies. We'll figure it out, right? Your yeah, game. Yeah, I'll watch a, maybe, yeah, rewatch a couple Masters. we could figure this out. Yeah, we, we got stuff for you. So if you're, if you're in need of content, the Pat Mayo Experience will continue its regular schedule and continue coming out. If you want to catch up on old Cuss Corners, hit the description of this video or podcast because they're all in there. I'd like to thank Paul Shag behind the camera and, of course, the star of the show, Mr. 16% himself, Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. <laughs> That is not my name. At Tim Anderson 87, I bring the fun. Or you can just Google Tim Andercuss and that will come up.
That's what comes up? That's what comes up in terms of images. Images for Tim Andrikus. Do you see that? Yeah, I, I, I see it. pretty straightforward. Would you me. say that, that um, would be your identity. those people are you? Well, no, I, I'm not Kyle McLaughlin. Where do you see Kyle? Oh, yeah, there we are. That's from their <laughs> Twin Peaks show. I mean, I would take Kyle McLaughlin. Like, if I, like I'm on also this a few really. times. Oh, look at that. 2017 fantasy baseball sleeper show that we did together. I bet you that was fun. I, I bet you I liked Joe Maurer. And I M- like Miguel Cabrera, Mets. Miguel Cabrera, and David Wright, and uh, definitely uh, Matt Holiday. Second annual Custies was on there. Well, was it? Yeah, the second annual. People should go check out all the Custy Awards. Of now there's a show that will bring content. The Custies this year's Custies are off the charts. Yeah, people can vote, over. and oh. no, people next can vote. Years are over. Yeah, well, you can go vote in the Custy Awards How right now. You said you would drop from space. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about I've that. asked people around about that and I, it's been a mixed reaction. No, it hasn't. No, it, has <laughs> no, it not. hasn't. No, 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 Did no, they no. write oh, that's, I I bet you could do it, T C. You could totally do that, T C because those people are are, are joshing somebody, you. They're joshing you. Me, They're they disingenuous. Told my, they told me my corpse could fall from space. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a mixed reaction. No, it hasn't. I, I don't know. You got a lot of carcinogens in your body. You might just evaporate coming back into the atmosphere. So do you think when I tell the story to people, they just agree with me because they see my enjoyment in the story? I don't know. But I'm telling you, I could jump from space. I don't believe you've had a mixed reaction. There's no <laughs> way you've had a mixed reaction. That will do it. Been, there's been laughter. There's been hectoring. On the Pat Mayo experience. I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Need those follows more than ever, people, just like I need those five-star reviews. And if you subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, download the episodes that are up there. The downloading is the important part, too. Five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you like about the show. You will be in a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. Highly recommend you go do that and check out the entire Cust Corner and Custy Awards collection if you enjoyed the show. Plus, like, go tell people to watch this show. That would really help out, all right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!